What's up, hockey fans, and welcome back to the Good Goal Podcast, episode 33. My name is Christian Brady. That's Matt TR. He has to put the hat on because he knows it doesn't match, and that makes me angry. Matt, what's going on? Nice to What's up? Uh, I was at Transfer Council earlier, and I had to dress nice. So I'm going to start this podcast by saying admire my full, a.k.a. double Windsor, because it's the greatest not tie knot I've ever done. And, of course, it has to be a joke like for the podcast, not for an interview or for something important. So the next time I go to tie this, not it's going to be the worst thing ever and it'll be a really important event so and the little part's going to be sticking like three inches past the big part yep so double windsor is the best not though that's a fact yeah so single windsor is like prom homecoming um it's friday and i don't care about how my tie looks i'm in the i work a nine to five job and i hate it uh that's single windsor double windsor's wow. like yeah double windsor's like <laughs> funeral uh, interviews, weddings, things of that nature. So I don't know where you're getting this list, but I concur. I guess if you tie a double, a single wins or not, then you're on the hot seat tonight on this podcast. Yeah, well, you hate your job. So yeah. that's essentially and what honestly, means. you hate yourself and you have no respect for the way you look. So you should probably figure it out. Yeah, I know yeah. my family is a double Windsor family. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I was. I was single Windsor because I, I, I guess I hated my life um, until my dad showed me how to tie a double Windsor. So, and then you started respecting yourself. Yeah. Shout out Mark started doing that. For yeah. the double Windsor. Yeah. Concert. I learned that's, that's the first thing I learned was from my dad. I honestly, if you asked me to tie another one, I probably wouldn't know how. All I know is the double Windsor. Valid. Valid. Um, let's start off this podcast by congratulating Happy Gilmore and Shooter McGavin on 25 years. Uh, yesterday, 25 years ago, yesterday, Shooter McGavin blew a five-stroke lead to lose the gold jacket to Happy Gilmore. Um, so, yeah, and then Adam Sandler posted a video of him doing his little Happy Gilmore swing. Naturally, he was at a really expensive golf course. Wearing shorts down to his ankles. And a t-shirt. Yeah. And and, Jordans. Yeah. Um, like high top. But Jordans. they're like, but they're like, Adam Sandler, you're worth six hundred million dollars or whatever he's worth. You mm-hmm. can wear whatever. Yeah, he probably owns the golf course, honestly. It's Adam and, Sandler. Uh, Even if it had strict rules for like richer people than Adam Sandler, like that's just the Adam Sandler uniform. When, it's when, you admit, when you admit Adam Sandler to your golf club, you know what to expect, and it's exactly what he's wearing in that video. Well you're admitting happy Gilmore. So yeah, tour, exactly. 1996 right. tour champ. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and then shooter McGavin, Christopher McDonald shoots back with a video. He said he's putting in his living room and like, and what it looks like a 50 cent glass cup from Walmart. And he's like, drive for show putt for the dough. And he, and he banks in like a two foot putt and he does the shooter like, 20 times in the video um yeah he's awesome yeah he is he's the daniel day lewis of method acting after you're done with your role instead of before it because daniel day lewis like he played a carpenter once and so he just was a carpenter for like six months before he 
And like, he's done things where he lives without electricity to get into a role. Shooter McGavin played Shooter McGavin and then became him and was him for the rest of his life until the day he dies. <laughs> he might as well not have another name. Yeah. Um, he's just Shooter McGavin. Uh, he's the greatest sports villain of all time. Um, well, maybe the Mighty Ducks 2 uh, coach from Finland. Iceland. Or Iceland, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's he's, he's kind of pretty good. Dude, but <laughs> he's a tough dude. Yeah, so he also <laughs> slashes Bombay when they're doing yeah, what was that three bar. That? Yeah, come I on. Know. You know anyway, he's got a bad I'm ankle, good. man. Come on. <laughs> um, yeah, so also, Happy Gilmore, it inspired us to say what we always say when we go to something important, which is... I'm a hockey player, but I'm playing golf today. Yeah, so even when we're not playing golf. That's the best quote in... In cinema, I'll say. Probably ever. Uh, I don't know. Miracle probably probably has the mm. – and, and that's uh, why would you want to play college hockey? And he goes, isn't it obvious for the girls? For the girls? Yeah. I'm serious, Coxie. All right. All right. We could – we're going to do um, – uh, Matt, one thing uh, I saw on Instagram was who has the better sports roles? And it's Adam Sandler and Will Ferrell. I think it's got to be Adam Sandler, but Will Ferrell does not deserve enough credit. I mean, does not get the credit he deserves for, let's see the four movies they put on there. Semi-Pro, Kicking and Screaming, Blades of Glory, Talladega, Talladega Nights. Nights. And that's unbelievable. But then, of course, but, Adam Sandler has Happy Gilmore, Waterboy, uh, Yard, Waterboy. Longest Yard, yeah. Well, I don't know what the fourth one is. I know they had four up there. Uh, grown-ups, he plays basketball. I guess yeah. that might count. I don't think that was it, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Adam Sandler wins, but it's close. Blades of Glory is one of my all-time funniest movies, so. All right. God, that movie's so ridiculous. Okay. Blades of Glory, let's try to segue from here. Blades of Glory happens on ice, and where is there a lot of ice right now? Texas. That, that is such a horrible segue. But <laughs> winter weather in Texas has canceled three stars games, including tonight's <laughs> game. Um, if you've seen the pictures of Texas, they're actually fascinating. It literally looks like the apocalypse. Dude, it's insane. Yeah. And they've, um, lo- they've lost power. I saw a video which kind of made me laugh, which is not that funny. <laughs> it was so cold in someone's house that the fish tank actually froze <laughs> and the fish inside had died and they were just like making fun of them on the TikTok. It shouldn't yeah, be that what's, funny, but it is. What's funny. crazy is uh, they were gonna they were reporting that February was gonna be like the hottest month, the yeah. hottest February ever. And it's everywhere is freezing over. So and they're getting more snow there too. The whole country is really, I think we'll probably catch some here as well next week. So we'll see what happens there, but just, I mean, I Dallas think, can't play in these conditions. Yeah. I think uh, Dallas somehow rigged this weather so they wouldn't have to play Tampa. Yeah. Um, so I think that's what it was. Yeah. You're probably right now. It's also right. weird that like, it's not that much snow in Texas, like relatively to yeah, no. you living in Boston and me from DC. But 
they're just not equipped for snow ever. So yeah. they're just losing power. Like I saw 800,000 people without power. Like that's unreal. Yeah, which is wild. I know. So, it's like the whole state basically has lost power. And Oklahoma apparently is doing fine. Um, it's just Texas. It must be have to do with the power. It's weird though. Um, so thoughts and prayers to Texas. Obviously, we're joking. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're making jokes here, but but seriously, it's a serious issue for sure. But I mean, it, it is weird because they got like three inches of snow, and then it all froze over, and hell broke yeah. loose in Texas. Um, TSN's Darren Drager speculates that Crosby could be shopped this off season by the new front office in in Pittsburgh. Uh, but Mario Lemieux, who is a co-owner of the team, has said in the past that he wants Crosby and Malkin to retire as Penguins. Uh, what I have to say about that is, obviously, things can change. And also, um, they just hired a new group, and they had to have known what the main objective of that group is, of the front office was, when they came in. So if they were thinking about shopping Crosby, they wouldn't have been hired. You know what I mean? So I'm yeah. thinking there's a change of heart by Lemieux if if this is at all possible. And I don't think Drager even heard a rumor about this. He just kind of made it up uh, based on how things might be going. But what do you think about this? Um, it's kind of like, and of course I can apply anything to life to the office, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like when they're interviewing for the new GM and that um, yes. Will Arnett, I know Will Arnett character is like, I got a plan. I got a plan. He's like, all right, tell us your plan. Well, I, I can't tell you my plan until you hire me. He so says, he's like, I'll, I'll, um, I'll give you part one part of the plan. And he goes, I'll give you part two, of, like appendix. He's like a. section B of part two. Color code said documents. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like that. That reminds me of you were like, obviously if they had a plan to ship off Crosby, uh, yeah. They wouldn't have been hired, but maybe it was like deep in that plan and they were like, hire us or we won't tell you right. our well, plan. I have to imagine like at least the philosophy of of Burke and Hextall, which are the two guys that were hired, um, was absolutely discussed. And they were going to, they, if they were thinking about doing this, they would have come in and said, look, we've been treading water since we won the cup in 16. Uh, with these unbelievable players. So we're either going to build around them or we're going to strip it down and start over. So they're choosing one of them. And if Drager seems to think that they're choosing the former, right? It was the first one I said, either way. If Drager seems to think they're thinking that they want to tear the team down, then Crosby and Malkin are the first two guys to go. That's unreal to me because... They're both getting up there. Yeah, but... We've seen it this year. Crosby's still Crosby. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's weird to me that you would ship off a guy who has essentially built your franchise from the ground up when you drafted him. Um, yeah. I mean, they were in Literally, shambles. Was it, 05? Uh, yeah. And then by 09, he was the captain at 22 years old or something. Youngest captain in NHL history, and they won the cup. So, yeah, yeah. And then they won two more not even four years ago. So, um, if you strip the team, I feel like you still have to keep these two. Like, that's my thought process. Um, But Crosby – How quickly are they going to rebuild, though? Crosby is, I think, 32 now. 
and Malkin's a little older than he. So how are they, you know, can they rebuild in the next three years? Because that's really what it's going to take. So Crosby's 33, but he yeah he still plays like he's 20. Yeah, he's six. at a high level. And he is a fitness geek. He's like the number one fitness guy in the league. So he'll play um, deep into the, in deep into Let the me tell years. you something. Crosby in Seattle. Tell me that doesn't <laughs> get everyone excited about the Seattle team. Here's what I want to know, Matt. No, they can't. Because I was going to say, could Seattle, like, sign guys right now? Yeah. I don't think so. Probably starting this summer. There's, like, a deadline they have to wait, Yeah, obviously, with the expansion draft. So they can't, like mm-hmm. – but I'm assuming, like, some front office people can be like, hey, Crosby, look over here. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but this could be all speculation. This could be rumors that were started out of nothing. But if there's validity to the fact that they want to move Crosby in the offseason, this is the expansion offseason. You think Seattle yeah. wouldn't yeah. pay Crosby's $15 million? I mean, they essentially have blank checks to write. You, They wouldn't yeah. pay $15 million a year to have Crosby put a C on his chest and lead that team to the playoffs? I mean, of course, that would do billions of dollars in revenue for that city. So that's the question then. Do they start trading? I mean, do they build their expansion draft on building a package for the Penguins for Crosby? Like when they're thinking extent, it's God, is this even like possible? But I'm thinking they call Hexel and they say, name the guys that are eligible from the expansion draft that you want, and we will draft them and immediately trade them for Sidney Crosby. Yeah, but is that allowed? Probably, yeah. Let me look up Crosby's contract. Because so if he's you, a UFA, he can walk. So then you he's not a UFA. So then you have a situation matt where seattle is basically making a trade before they have any players signed okay so crosby still got four five years left on his deal um but remember you can only protect seven forwards three defensemen and a goal in the expansion draft you have to think gensel's protected you like, saying they're not going to protect Crosby? I mean, if they're thinking about shipping him. Then you get nothing for him. You don't have to pay his $12.5 million no. cash. Get out of here, dude. You just, well, I'm just get I'm, out I'm talking here. about all possibilities here. That's all I'm saying. Okay, good. Good. This is like when you're looking at a multiple choice question and you're eliminating one answer. That's what you just did. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying they're not. They're they can't not going to protect him. I'm just saying it, it is expansion draft. And also the, the, the game of trading people left and right is, is a game of politics. So the, the Seattle GM could say, look, don't protect Crosby and we'll, we'll send you eight first round, yeah, whatever. That is what um, Vegas did. Vegas acquired, God, I think they broke the record for the amount of picks in the first two rounds on the next season, so this past 2020 draft. 
because during the expansion draft, they were like, we'll let you protect three more players if you give us a first-round pick. It was like such a genius move by George McPhee, which I would not have thought was legal before he did it. But they kept saying, um, say, like, if the Bruins did it, they would say, okay, in this round of the expansion draft, the from the Boston Bruins, the Vegas Golden Knights acquire a second-round pick and select Colin Miller. And you're like, wait a minute, huh? And then you go back and read about it, and it turns out they would have picked, say, Brandon Carlo, but they were like, no, we want to keep him. We'll give you a second-round pick to not take him. Yeah. So it's, like, not legal if you think about it, but I, we can have an we can have an unwritten agreement of, look, I'll, I'll turn a blind eye to this defenseman you want to keep, but I need to be paid for it. So that raises the question like I was talking about, Matt. Can – who's the GM? Do they have one yet? Um, it doesn't really matter. Can the Seattle GM call Ron Hextall and say, who do you want me to draft so that I can trade him, trade them for Sidney Crosby? And then he's making a trade based on players that's, that are that's not – That's what I'm It's Ron Francis. Okay, so Francis called – Ron calls Ron and makes a trade basically without any people on his payroll. Whatever. We're beating a dead horse at this point, but I, I think that's crazy. We're interesting. beating that dead horse that was in the fairway. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. This time is a real horse though. All right. Let's, so let's get back to somewhat normalcy. Okay. And the fact that Toronto blew a five yes. goal lead or a five to one lead to lose all, to Ottawa. All is right in the world. Ottawa was the worst team in hockey. Things are starting to get back to normal. <laughs> That's exactly right. And uh, not <laughs> to pile on here, not to kick them while they're down, but John Tavares has one goal in the last 10 games, and he's getting paid $12 million. So, yikes. We talk that about that all the time. Out. That first line better start putting up points because they're getting well, the other 30% two, percent of that The cap. other two are figuring it out right now, but he is Marner, not. Marner, for sure. not. Matthews, they're saying Matthew. We talked about it last week. They're saying Matthews is going to score fifty and fifty this year. Yeah, in a fifty-six game season. Yeah. Um, talk about this one because you were surprised. Yeah. So Alex Galchenyuk and Cedric Paquette on Saturday were traded from Ottawa to Carolina for Ryan Dezingle. Um, that's kind of a blockbuster trade if you think about it, because Paquette and Dezingle are actual legit pieces. Paquette obviously was part of the uh, the Tampa Bay team that won the cup last year. Um, but then Galchenyuk immediately gets put on waivers. He never even left Ottawa. He stayed in Canada during this period. He's immediately put on waivers within 24 hours. He clears waivers, and he's traded again for Igor, Igor Korshkov and David Warsawski. Um, Korshkov seems like the real piece in there. Warsawski is uh, – He's a journeyman. I think he's played like 55 games for five teams in, in three years or whatever. Or no, probably in like seven years. But either way, Korshkov is the uh, the main piece in that deal. But that, that was just interesting to me because I've never seen a guy legitimate. Well, I guess I have seen it because I think I remember Martin Jones is the guy I'm thinking of, was a member of the Bruins for like a day. And also Jerome McGinley, when he came to Boston in 2013, 
no, 2011 was also, no, it was 2013, was also a, uh, he was a penguin. Whatever it was. Day. He was like a penguin before for a day before he became a Bruin. So this has happened before, but I always think it's interesting because Galchenik was literally a, a, a uh, almost a panther, a hurricane for two days before he was traded to Toronto, which is where he's at now. That's all I got. Any thoughts? Uh, no. Right. Uh, I, I one one thought. I thought it was weird how. What? I thought it was oh. weird how Puckett, <laughs> Uh, I for some reason I thought he was, I thought he was still in Tampa, but, um, and then. The last thought I have is that Dezingle was traded from Ottawa to Columbus in that massive haul that Columbus tried to make to win the cup when they went all in. Mm -hmm. So Ottawa's getting Dezingle back, uh, but they gave up two good players for uh, him. So what? What? Those are my yeah, thoughts. yeah. I don't really. There's a lot going on at once. But I know you wanted to talk about this mess, so I'm going to let you bring it up. This is the next point. Go ahead. Uh, in the script, I wrote weekly McDavid talk, LOLOL, uh, mainly because we talk about him every week, and I just think it's funny now because we might that as well is, just do like a McDavid's That is what we segment. Go ahead. Yeah. What? Anyway. That is what uh, weekly means. Yeah. McDavid's at 499 points, and he could be the 20th player to score 500 points in under 400 games. Uh, if he scores tonight uh, at 10 p.m., I don't know when we're releasing this, at some point tonight, um, he will be tied for eighth fastest to 500 points, and he'll tie Sidney Crosby. So same amount of games as Crosby, which is actually crazy. Crazy, um, yeah. 369 games. Can you guess who's the fastest? I bet you can. It's Wayne in the script, so yeah, I'm not gonna guess because it's right here. But uh, now tell tell the people how many games it took him. So 500 points. It took Gretzky 234 games. Uh, Is that good? That's over. That's like 2.2 points a game. Well, Average. is that good? Is that good? Uh, that's all right. All right. Yeah, it's only three seasons. I mean, you hear about Gretzky. Points. You hear about Gretzky. People are like, hey, he's the greatest. He's the great one. And, you know, like, you see numbers like that, and you're like, really? Is he actually? I guess. No, you – what happens is when you see stats like that, you go, how could anyone ever think Tom Brady is the goat of any sport? Mm -hmm. So and, – and I want to talk about that, but we can, we can do a segment next week uh, about that. But I just – Anytime someone and as hockey fans, you watch this podcast, right? And and a lot of our listeners are are Tom Brady fans. But if someone ever start tries to start the argument of Brady is the goat of all sports, all you have to say is how many NFL records does Brady hold, and is it anywhere close to sixty one? Because Gretzky is sixty one NHL records. So the answer is no, it's not. Yeah, done. There, there it is. Debate over. Yeah. I, you know how I feel about Brady Sam, slander, but I have to agree with you on this one. 
Brady's the greatest football player of all time. I'm not denying. Yeah, but there's no touching Gretzky. No, not even close in any no. sport. Gretzky is arguably, I think I've said this before, he is the best person at his job ever. Yes. Yes. I guess like Jesus Christ was probably a better, like better at his job, like being a, a missionary. But I mean, it's, it's Jesus. And then like, <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> we need to start like a conspiracy theory podcast or something to talk about like religion and stuff. But um, geez, that wasn't a professional job for him. So that was saying, his calling. So you're saying so, Gretzky's better than Jesus then. That's what you're saying. At hockey, yes. <laughs> Dude, Jesus walked on water before anyone skated, so I don't know about that. I feel like I feel like you'd be okay at hockey. Let me tell you something. If if we're going shootout, Crosby or <laughs> wow, Gretzky or Jesus, I, I think Gretzky's probably minus two hundred in Vegas to score. <laughs> Against Jesus, dude, they literally say Jesus saves. I mean, it doesn't anyway. get better than that, dude. That's a what a rabbit hole we just dove okay. down. But let's get into our weekly MVC Sports slander. <laughs> um, here are the power rankings. Tampa Bay Lightning are number one. Here's the description. The defending champions have the league's best record by point percentage. Even though they have not had Nikita Kucherov all season, they say that every week. Eventually, you're going to have to stop talking about that. But <laughs> they're right. You, right? I mean, they're not going to have Nikita Kucherov at all. So why even bring it up? Uh, it's it's kind of like our weekly, you know, our weekly talking about every week, McDavid. Yeah. Uh, you just have to bring it up. But it is crazy. It is crazy. Like you have to consciously think about. The fact that they're the best team in hockey and they don't have the the Hart Trophy winner in Nikita Kucherov. So yeah, yep. I was. mean, not reigning, but he is. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't two. mention that the Central Division is a joke. Moving on, number two, the Boston Bruins. The description says right there with Tampa, even though the Bruins have spent most of the season on the road and played half their games without David Posnock. So they're just going to continue to say the same things about every team every week and not change their list. And I'm going to get mad. But the last thing they say is actually new, and it is a fact. The defense has been a pleasant surprise. And this is something that I wanted an excuse to bring up because I know we don't like when I talk about the Bruins on this podcast. But we lost – and when I say we, I mean the Bruins, like I am a part of them, and I don't know why I say that. The Bruins lost Tori Krug and Zdeno Chara in the offseason, and somehow their decor actually got better. And I wanted to try to explain that, and I think the key is, Matt, Jacobs, Jakob Zaborl and Kevin Miller. Those are the two new guys, basically, even though everyone is taking on a new role this year. Uh, but if you watch the Bruins – I'll leave it at this. Keep an eye on Kevin Miller and keep an eye on Jakob Zaboral. They're the biggest difference makers on the ice, like if you think about Delta from last year. Delta like that. Okay. That's my two cents. What do you think? Good? Yeah, I think one and two are, are correct. Um, the Central Division is a joke. And 
the Bruins are playing lights out and the fact that pasta's back makes it even worse for everyone else in the East. So. Yep. I don't know how they got better, but they did. Also being a Caps fan and watching Chara and the fact that he gives up the puck and creates a scoring chance at least twice a night for the other team. I can see how your decor is a little bit better, but Tory Krug is a, is a stud. Yeah. So yeah, that's a little surprising, but. The fact that 87-year-old Chara leaving Major D better is not surprising at all. Yeah, and people don't trust Don Sweeney. Every time he makes a move like this, they're like, "This, what has this guy done for us? The answer is he's done everything. Like, every single move he's ever – some of the moves that he makes that people like do not go well, but the moves that he makes that people don't like in the public – always work out and when i say always i mean literally always well char and crew go and it's working out so far marcus johansson and charlie coyle were the two pickups at the deadline during the cup year in 2019 and um everybody was saying he didn't do nearly enough and those guys ended up being our two best players so how, how long has don sweeney been there well so he started here in, de- in player development first of all he is like third or fourth all time in games played for the Bruins, which is a crazy stat. But so he played here and then he was in scouting and player development. I want to say he's been the GM like seven years now. Is that could be It's probably about that. So um, six is years, the maybe? Tyler Sagan, Louis Erickson trade. No, is that, no. is that under the Don Sweeney no. umbrella? Because nope. Okay, because I was going to say, absolutely no one liked that trade, and it didn't work out, and Tyler Sagan's a stud in Dallas. That is Peter Shirelli. He's the bane of my existence. Um, Pretty sure he's a scout now. Louis Erickson, yeah, a scout at Home Depot. Listen, (laughs) Louis Erickson for Tyler Sagan and Philip (laughs) – and – Shout out to Home Depot if you're watching. Sponsor us. Um, Louis Erickson for Tyler Sagan and Philip Forsberg for Marty Erat uh, are the two single-handedly worst trades in NHL history. So, Yeah. What about Wayne Gretzky for cash? Because that is the thing that actually happened. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, too. Okay. All right, number three, nah, Vegas Golden Knights. Mainly because yeah, Gretzky, Gretzky is a, a as we've as we've decided, Gretzky is above Jesus at some point. So, <laughs> in some sort of category, he is. Um, yeah. Also, like that, you can't justify that as a salary dump because Gretzky immediately proved that he would have played for any amount of money. Either way, that's bad. I mean, that's the worst one. It's not even close. That in Babe Ruth. Um, in exchange for seed money to sponsor a Broadway play, which lasted like three months on Broadway. Um, those are the two things that are up there. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. The Vegas net seems to belong to Mark andre Fleury again. That's pretty cool, huh? Dude, he's like 9-1. and one. And We're big Mark Andre Fleury fans here, so he's like nine and one, and he has a like ninety four percent save percentage. I mean, he's lead, he's gonna win the Vezina if he stays on track. That'd be amazing, and they have two starting goaltenders on that team, so it makes it all the more impressive because he's not beating out your average backup goalie. 
Yeah, he's beating out a Vesna finalist. Yeah. So. so that's number three. Number four. Uh, I don't know if this was written before or after they blew a 5-1 lead to possibly. That had to be before. This was written Monday. So. Okay, yeah, it was before. Um, they look like the best team in the North. If they do not make an extended playoff run this season, you really have to start to wonder if it will ever happen. That I like that description. Good job, guys, because that feels like what they should have been thinking since like 2012. But I mean, every year this team makes a playoffs and they do nothing with it. And they're right. This year, this this is the best team I've seen them have, like in my entire career as a as a hockey fan. But if they don't win the cup this year, um, I don't know what they're gonna do. Yes, they blew a 5-1 lead, but they're still the best team in the North. Yeah, they are. So, North is uh, it's not that good for me and honest. It's, I, I'm, it's the I'm most okay ex- with them. Four. It, it's the most exciting, but the North is not. I mean, the Canucks are kind of figuring things out. Uh, Edmonton is kind of figuring things out. I mean, there's teams that are bad and teams that are okay, and then there's Toronto and Montreal. You know what I, I mean? don't know. Uh, the Jets are only one point behind Montreal. The Oilers are only two points behind Montreal. So it's like, I feel like it's Toronto and then everyone else. But like everyone else is within five points of each other. And then the the Senators are like down here somewhere. And then the the AHL champs, the winner of the Calder Cups, are up here above <laughs> yeah, Ottawa. Yeah. So it's like Moneyball. There's 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 uh. Rich teams is poor teams is 50 feet of crap. And then there's, yeah. Us. And then there's us. Yeah. Um, also the Greenville swamp rabbits are up here somewhere above. Uh, <laughs> yeah. oh, God. Ottawa too, Don't get so. me started on that. We went and watched that game and it was before Clemson club hockey lost 11 to one, 11 to nothing. And I think now is one McEwen. I think that Georgia Tech team that beat us might have been better than the Swamp Rabbits, to be dead, dead honest with you. <laughs> Just, I mean, that was the – it was one of the worst hockey – it was a goal from center ice, Matt. You remember that? Not yeah. To mention the, not to mention the posts you, are blue, which makes the which makes the game level go way down right off the bat. But, and you also love that every time the Swamp Rabbits score, the PA announcer goes, he shoots, and then the crowd goes, oh, he scores. Oh, it's, yeah. like, it's like 37 old women at the game. So. <laughs> Ringing the bells, dude. And they walked right by us. It was awesome. Oh, that was such a terrible experience. It was We're fun. going to another – we're going to Swamp Rabbits game this yeah, year. We have anyway, to, we have to. at number five, uh, the ECHL team of this team – you like that transition? Nice. Uh, yeah. I don't know if the, the Carolina correct, Hurricanes, but... uh, they're nine and three and oh. Um, Which is yeah. great, they say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, because Tavo Teravainen and uh, Jacob Slavin uh, have played like crap this year. So, and that which the article says this will not continue. Whatever. You have a source whatever. on that, guys? Yeah. Uh, did you call them individually and say, hey, are you guys stepping it up? <laughs> yeah. um, I think the only change I would make is I would swap Carolina for Florida. Uh, they're tied in points, but I just think Florida's playing better hockey. Yeah, I so. agree. I brought them up last week. I think they belong in here. I think they have an identical record or they could be nine, two and one. Um, 
But yeah, Florida is crazy good. Crazy good. They deserve yeah, more. Yeah, Florida. Practice. I think Florida is nine. Or Carolina is now 10 3 and 0. Oh, and okay. Florida is 9 2 and 2. So they, they have the same points. But Bobrovsky's, yeah. I think, 8 and 1 on the season. So yeah, Florida is for real. Yeah. And Bobrovsky had a bad year last year. And, um, Everyone in that organization was saying he was going to step up this year, and he has so far. So, well, he he has some goalie competition now with Spencer Knight being in the, in the goalie room. So, yeah, who's the reason U.S. won the World Juniors? By the way, that is correct. All right, we got but two him games and Trevor Zegers, who, by the way, has not yet been called up, which I don't understand. He's playing in AHL, and by the way, he's killing it in the AHL right now. So I don't know what they're doing with him. It's not like baseball. You don't really have to develop hockey players. Guys step in and they're unbelievable immediately. Look at Tim yeah, Stutzel um, in Ottawa. He yeah, came from McCart- Team Germany and he's playing great. He came directly from Team Germany. He's playing great. So literally, Trevor Zegers is a better version of Tim Stutzel and they're keeping him in the AHL. I don't, well, know, I don't understand what's going on. A great example of guys are ready when they're ready is Cal McCarr losing in the national championship. Yeah. And then the next day on a flight to Colorado to play in the playoffs. And he's exactly. made a huge yes. impact. So like yeah, you had two points when you know, you know, so. And they should know. I know, <laughs> you know, they don't. Two games of the week. I'm going to introduce the first one. You take the second one. Um, okay. Two Lake Tahoe games this week. We're so freaking excited. This cool. um, We're going to be in Myrtle Beach to watch this, by the way. Which is yeah, cool. so Avalanche facing the Golden Knights, who essentially are the home team of this whole thing because it's yeah. in Nevada. Um, they're playing right next to the lake. They're actually playing on a golf course, which I just found out. Um, and the day of the game, McKinnon's going to attempt on the 17th hole. He's going to attempt a hole-in-one shot that Joe Sakic uh, made in 2011, um, and which is also cool because Colorado Hall of Famer, one of the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, if McKinnon makes it, which I believe he will. <laughs> yeah, you believe he's going to make a whole one. NHL will donate a million dollars to the Learn to Play program, which I think is pretty cool. I think they're going to donate money regardless. You know, I agree. Equal. I think but, it, it must be like some sort of rigged – Thing because to ask a guy to try to hit a hole in one is so like weird. it's like asking a guy around. it's like asking a guy to walk outside during a thunderstorm and be like hey if you get struck by lightning we're gonna do something really cool <laughs> yeah and this is like with no pole sticking up this is just yeah, like exactly hey, exactly uh, we're gonna record you and if you get struck you know we got a million dollars waiting for you yeah and it's, like um, not even, it's not even raining out either so i, I mean i think I think if he greens it, they should donate yeah. a certain amount of money because that's like a reasonable ask. And he's a good player. I think he's like I think he's a scratch golfer. I know he has a reputation for being one of the great players in the league, which hockey is a lot of good golfers. But yeah. So, I mean, if he makes a hole in one and it's like a legit hole in one, I mean, even if it's from fifty yards, it would that would still be ridiculously. Even nice. if he's chipping in. Exactly. I mean, if it's a 40-foot putt and he hits it in one try for a million dollars, that's unbelievable. Um, um, but so if he makes, as, like, a 150-yard hole-in-one, uh, I think, like, you can't play the games because guys are going to be so excited and, like, flabbergasted, which is a word I have not used in, like, five years. 
um, like they'll be too shocked. They can't play after that. Cause that would yeah. be one of the most ridiculous feats in the history of human history. I, He's making literally, it. I'm telling yeah. you. Uh, I want to see the Vegas odds on that. It's probably plus 9,000. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I really don't, it can't be as straightforward as they're saying, because that is so dumb. I'm telling the you, if he, there's a stipulation to where if he, if he, Hits a green in regulation, then they're given money, I think. Anyway, Avs, Golden Knights, Saturday, 3 p.m. on NBC. It's usually Doc Emmerich's call, uh, which, you know. It'll probably be uh, either Kenny Kenny Albert or John Forsen. Um, Hopefully it's Forsen. I don't don't know. I like Forsen. But he's he's off doing Seattle things, so. Yeah. All right. That's the game on Saturday. I I got the Avs winning four to one. Nice. Okay. I got the Knights winning three to two. Okay. In overtime. All right. 24 hours later, the Boston Bruins will face the Philadelphia Flyers Sunday at 3 p.m., also on NBC. Um, there's no hole in one challenge. Uh, there's no anything. There's no gimmicks because those two teams just play hockey. They don't need, you know, like <laughs> pomp and circumstance to make it interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, Interesting note about that game, which kind of makes me mad. One team will be wearing gold. The other team will be wearing orange, which means colorblind people can't watch. <laughs> right? Fair enough. It is what that means. So that's a problem, I would say. Because remember they had the, the uh, ketchup and mustard game in the NFL. I think it was, what, the Rams and the Jets or something. And they also had the Bills wearing red and some other team wearing um, green and, like, Colorblind people legitimately couldn't watch a game because yeah. they couldn't tell who was on what team. <laughs> um, and there's a, there's a legitimate population of colorblind people in, in the United States and Canada. So, also, like, I got you know this about me, and so do the listeners. I don't like clashing colors, so I'm not going to have fun watching a game where one team wears orange and the other team wears yellow. So you're not watching it, is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, I'll probably just like take a nap or something. <laughs> Yeah, in Myrtle. Um, By the way, we've been planning this Myrtle trip for months. And the fact that we plan this trip and we're going golfing and it's going to be a high of 43 on Saturday, we're a little pissed. But we're going to have fun either way. Yeah. Um, I got the Flyers winning eight to nothing. So. (laughs) Yeah, me too. All right. That's our show. (laughs) Um, What's your prediction? Three one, no five two Boston. Okay, I got eight nothing. Um, also, for our listeners, I'm sorry. My Wi-Fi has been horrible today. So when you listen to this or watch it on YouTube, there's, I know a bunch of moments where either one of us or both of us freezes. So just bear with us. Well, there was a lot of times in this episode where uh, you sounded great, Matt. But I would speak and you would not answer for a long time. So that's probably most likely what you'll hear. Or maybe you won't hear me at all. Hey, either way, you know what? We're going to deal with it. I also think sometimes it's funny because since I'm recording, you would freeze. And then when it would catch up, you would talk really fast like this. And then like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah, it's okay. Well, if there's anything you didn't hear. Uh, if I cut out at any point, just know that I said like one of the most interesting things that's ever been yeah, said. Yeah, influential. So that's like that's going to be lost forever. Life changing stuff he was talking about. Yeah. 
Yeah, I actually um, solved like most of the world's problems during the course of this episode. So hopefully you hear them. Um, if you don't, then I yeah, it's lost forever. forever. We're not recording this, and I don't remember uh, what they are either. I just had this moment. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't have our fantasy update. We'll do that next week. Um, Chaos. That's the only thing that you need to know about. And actually, you mentioning that. I have not checked my fantasy league in probably over two weeks, so I'm probably getting killed right now. You know what? This, I haven't set my team in two weeks. This is either. a fun. Oh, I lost to Danny last week. All right, here's a fun reveal. I'm winning against you, so that's cool. That sucks. Yeah, that's awesome. Um. All right, I, that's all we got. That's all I got too. All right. Well, uh, we're gonna have fun in Myrtle. We'll uh, we'll post some picks on. And no, we won't. I mean, I'm going to post on Snap, but if you're not friends with me on Snap, I don't know what to tell you. Too bad. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you all next week. All right. Peace. Peace.